Today is ours. Let's live it. And love is strong. Let's give it. A song can help. Let's sing it. And peace is dear. Let's bring it. The past is gone. Don't rue it. Our work is here. Let's do it. The world is wrong. Let's right it. The battle is hard. Let's fight it. The road is rough. Let's clear it. The future fast. Don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. Hey, beautiful people. This is your girl, Arielle Dominique, for episode 21 of our podcast, the Save It Your Breast podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has con- who have continued to support, tune in, share with your friends, and email me. Send me more people, you guys. Thank you so much for all of you who have. I am very excited for the lineup of guests that we will be having on the show. Um, but we are going to dive right in because let me tell you, me and Miss Vicki Rowe had such an amazing and positive and encouraging conversation. She is so inspiring for anyone who is, you know, starting with what you have and what you, um, believe and dream and you see something for yourself and you're just like, man, I just need some inspiration. I need a little bit of motivation to keep going because I'm almost at the finish line. I'm about to quit, but I'm almost there. I can feel it. I mean, this is a really great interview. And it's a really great message and a really great episode for you. Listen to me. I'm telling you, the last bit of 2018 for me, I've definitely been getting back in touch with myself, getting back in touch with the things that I love, like storytelling and, you know, giving people a platform that it's not like they aren't already doing awesome things and people don't already know who they are. It's not like that. But sometimes it's just really cool to be recognized by your community for doing the things that you do. And I felt like this podcast was that type of podcast where women, young women in our community could all come and share in, you know, what we're doing and recognize that there's way more that we have in common that we than what we have that's different, that should ever be separating us. You know, we have to support each other. And so this is a very encouraging episode. It's perfect for our Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you enjoy your time with your friends, your family, yourself. Take some time to really give thanks for everything that you have. I know that I'm very thankful every time I, I wake up, I look around and I'm like, wow, okay, nice. And you know, what's next? What's next, guy? What, what's next, universe? What, what do you have coming for me? I know it's going to be good. So I just pray that all of you have a prosperous and positive holiday. And wow, it's almost end of 2018. That's crazy. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to follow at Say It With Your Breast. And yeah, let's do this. Thanks again so much. So, you guys, we have for episode 21, Miss um, Vicki Rowe, which I'm sure you know the name. And I'm very, very thrilled that she's agreed to participate in our podcast. Um, but- <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, and doing this. This is awesome. Thank you. And I'm trying to get the word out a little bit more. I think 
Like starting out, I wanted to see if this little crazy idea was going to be something that personally I could keep up with, you know, like make sure that I'm consistent and 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 right. doing the best that I can before I guess trying to launch it too hard. But now I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, why not? Yeah, just go for it. And that's what everything just starts with, that first step. As cliche or as corny as that may sound, it really just starts with the first step, and you already are doing it. So that's amazing. Yeah, we're going to do this thing. And so um, I know that listeners probably know, but can you give a little bit on who you are, what you do, and then we're just going to dive in. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'm the Afternoon Drive personality on Q95.5, which is in Lafayette, Louisiana. Represent. <laughs> yes, of course, he got to. <laughs> and you know what? Just sidebar real quick. Louisiana is like no place I have ever been. It's so unique. So I'm definitely blessed that I've got to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm blessed that I've got to work in this market for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm the afternoon drive personality here. I've been here um, about a year and a half now, so I still feel like I'm relatively new, but I'm adjusting great. The people here have been great, um, and it's been amazing. It really has been to come into a market where everybody really welcomed me with open arms, yeah. um, and also this being my first official by myself on air job. Um, it's just been great. The response has been great. And when you are in a place where people are that kind and are that helpful to you, it just makes it so much easier to do what you already love to do. That's good. And I know everywhere that um, I, I live in New Orleans now, I'm from born and raised and went to college in, in Lafayette. And my parents are there. I'll probably be there like tomorrow or something like that. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's just funny because everywhere I go, people are like, where are you from? You're not from here. Where are you from? Yeah. The accent is very unique. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very. And sometimes I'll see the UL um like license plate, so I, mm-hmm. it's so tempting for me to like honk my horn and be extra country about stuff. But then I remember where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, you don't know who is gonna take that honking. Like, why she rushing? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know, we out here. We're sprinkled out here too. You know, but I saw I that. It. You grew up in, you were born and raised in New York City. So what was that like? Because I love yeah. New York. I love New York. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I was born and raised in New York. Um, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina in middle school. Um, and I, it was, initially, it was such a culture shock. It was really? such a huge adjustment. Just because, I mean, we were, my dad's side of the family excuse me, my dad's side of the family is actually pretty much all in New York for the most part, and we would, you know, always be around them, always be around each other, Um, and it was great, but my dad's job actually ended up relocating to Charlotte, North Carolina, so of course, Mm. we, you know, he brought the family with them, so we moved, and it was just going from a huge city like New York <laughs> to Charlotte, right. North Carolina, which Charlotte is growing. Don't get me wrong. Charlotte has grown tremendously since I've been there. But it was just so different. I mean, it, just like some basic things, like everybody, you know, waving or looking. And it's like, why are they waving? They don't know me. Like, what is this about? A little or Southern hospitality. Saying, hey. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, why are they saying, hey, do I know him? Do I know her? Um, but just little things like that, and of course, um, now, of course, it's long gone, but mm-hmm. I had, you know, my New York accent when 
when I came. So everybody imitated the way I'm speaking, and I'm like, I don't hear it. Like, I didn't hear it yet. <laughs> so I didn't know what they were talking about. And I think that is also um, a reason why I don't have my accent anymore is because when we moved, it wasn't that they were picking on me, but I guess they were so enamored with it and just imitating it that I thought it was something wrong. I didn't realize mm. that it was okay to be different. It was fine. I just took it as, well, I don't want them constantly saying all these words that I say differently. So I was like actively not, and I don't even know how, but I was actively not trying to sound like I was from New York. No. Um, and of course, initially, it didn't even work because they still heard it and I'm not hearing anything, but... Over time, I guess it's stuck because, yeah, I definitely don't have my New York accent anymore. But <laughs> I, was, I was blessed for sure, and I never take for granted getting to grow up in New York just because I got to experience so many different people um, yeah. and just so many different things. New York is like a huge melting pot, and it was amazing. Like, I had friends of all ethnicities, all just everything. Yeah. Um, and being able to have different experiences there and Growing up with that open-mindedness that I feel sometimes is lacking, um, I'm truly blessed to have. So it was definitely a culture shock moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. But in the end, that's where I ended up meeting some of my best friends, making some of the best memories. So I I don't regret it at all. You know, I'm definitely glad we got to move in. That's where I got to meet a lot of people that ended up uh, helping me in this business, too. So That's awesome. um, It it, it was great. And like, I I just really love the fact that I get to have the best of both worlds, you know. Right. Still having that wit about me, that New York wit about me, (laughs) being on my keys and cues, but definitely embracing that Southern hospitality for sure. Right. And do you think that being from having that balance and and having that wit and that that quickness with mixed with the that little southern slower charm slower vibe you know that has that helped being a radio personality and coming up with um programming and things like that um i would definitely say it's helped just because and i guess this is really in any business speaking from my experience in this business, you deal with all different people. You see all yeah. different personalities. And especially because in this business, um, especially starting off, we move so much. Um, and I think that helps. Be, I, I, I would say that, um, man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, somebody was waving at me. And I <laughs> speaking <laughs> of honking and waving anyway, at people, okay. huh? I know, I'm like waving at people. They see me. But anyway, that's what I was saying. Um, yes, I think having both helps because, like I said, people move so much in this business, so you get to meet people from any and everywhere. And I think being able to be from New York but have lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, it gives me a good a good balance of both North and South. So regardless of who I meet, we connect them in some kind right, of way. Right, in some kind of way. And I think it's really cool too. I was um when reading your bio that you've pretty much been doing this very like from the the beginning. Like you recognized that radio was something that you were very passionate about, being, you know, in front of the camera. Um, even like right. in your student council days was something that you really loved. So what what do you think it was or what do you think um other people can do to kind of find that passion and keep it going because you've you've not only kept that passion going but it's grown like now you're 
this radio personality. You've been executive producer. I mean, that's pretty yeah. awesome. So, and I would say, you know, which I didn't realize, but there aren't a lot of people who necessarily know their passion from the beginning, or some people never even figure it out. So yeah. I know for sure God bless me with knowing my passion from the beginning. Um, it, it's changed a little bit over the years, mm-hmm. but I always knew that I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, um, whether that be TV or radio or some other facet of it. But I've known for sure that I wanted to be in entertainment. And... Um, you know, it definitely started off, like I said, with I knew it was going to be either TV or radio. Um, as I matured and as I grew um, and as I went through my college course, courses even, I took ended up taking one, uh, I ended up taking one television, television course mm-hmm. that I thought was like the end all be all. Like I had been, I had done throughout college the radio station and it was great, but I took this one TV course and I thought, oh my God, TV is what I want to do. This is the best thing since sliced bread. I got to get into TV. Wow. Um, so I didn't do any internship, which would definitely be, which would definitely, I would say, be one thing that I should have for sure done. Internships are key, um, but we'll get into that later. But I didn't do any internship, ended up hopping into a TV news reporter role in Dothan, Alabama. Oh, wow. Um, which was yeah, which was great. I mean, like, the people were great. The people that I worked with were amazing. The area was amazing. It really was an opportunity that I would not take back for the world. The yeah. only thing that was wrong was that I realized in doing it, I wasn't passionate about, and I won't even say TV because I, I won't discount TV at all. I'll say news. I wasn't uh. passionate about television news. It was just, I don't know, I felt like it came to a point for me, it was just so depressing, and yeah. my heart just wasn't in it, and it just, I just realized quickly it wasn't for me, and I just started to remember how much fun I had in radio, so I'm like, okay, well, clearly TV didn't work out, so I set up that TV station for almost two years, and after that, I mean, I really took a leap of faith, I, you know, talked to my parents, and thank God for them, they are going to be biggest supporters throughout this whole thing so thank god for my parents but i you know ended up just telling them like you know this tv thing is not what i wanted to be and i was just really unhappy with it so thankfully they let me come back home really no no job lined up no nothing no plan at least a thing (laughs) that something would hopefully pop up um so i moved back home and that's when I kind of realized that, you know, radio is where I wanted to do. And from there, like just from connections I made over the year, reaching out to different people, that's when I ended up landing um, a job in radio, which was an executive producer job of a morning show. Um, so, like I was saying, you know, I just think that it's really about finding your niche and doing those internships. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. if I probably could say two years out of my life if I would have done an internship with TV because I probably would have realized a little quicker, this is not exactly what I want to do. Right. But like I said, I don't take the experience back for anything, but I would definitely say internship and this, I mean, this may sound a little weird or corny or whatever if you want to call it. But even, like, the quizzes online that they have. Oh, I'm um, all about those. I still do those. (laughs) Yeah, definitely do those because although you may think that you're into something, it could could definitely well be on that list, but there's also probably other things that you may have not considered that could be on that list. Like, with me, it was writing 
and I always knew I loved writing, but I guess after I took that quiz and I actually saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I can go that path, too. Wow. So just utilizing all avenues that you can take doing internship, doing stuff that you may think that you don't want to do because you never know along the way. It may change you. You may realize, man, I really enjoyed that internship that I thought I was going to hate. So really right. just taking advantage of all the opportunities, um, taking quizzes, talking to friends and even family and saying, you know, what do you think I'll be good at? Or what do you notice that I like? Because there may be an outside perspective that'll help. That's a good now, point. that can also go terribly wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, be willing to really hear the answer. <laughs> yeah, make sure you ask the appropriate people. But, you know, I mean, just different things like that, I think, can all help in leading you in the direction that you ultimately want to go in. I love that. And that's funny you said that because just yesterday I was having a conversation with someone and I was like, you know what? I wonder how people see me. And it was just like a random, like, yeah. I wonder, like, I really want that feedback that I'm just curious. And they said the same thing. They were like, oh, you better be careful asking. But, you know, sometimes when you want to grow, <laughs> if you're willing to, if you're willing to see both your, your strengths and your weaknesses, that's an opportunity for you to grow, you know, and actually see what Absolutely. it is that you can work on. And just like you said, that may, that could have been two years of you doing something else that you really, re, really were in love with. But those were also two years that you really learned, okay, that's not for me. Just like two years yeah. in a relationship where you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, not, <laughs> I'm for me. not for me. I'm yeah, never going that way again. Yeah. yeah. Getting that experience. And like I said, I wouldn't trade it all going So cool. So I know a lot of people want to know, a lot of uh, 95.5 listeners want to know and just curious minds, what is it like behind the scenes at the radio station? Like what happens all day? <laughs> oh, there. Oh, girl, we don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> that <laughs> no, sounds fun. It's, it's so funny to me just because um, a lot of the time people think it's really just about you sitting behind the mic talking. Come, well, you coming to work, sitting behind the mic talking, leaving work. Right. And, Tell oh, them what no, it's really like. That sounds, <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that people just would have no idea about. And I mean, the, I, I would say the most important thing to remember is that we go off of ratings, just like with oh. TV or just like uh, even your job, your performance has to reflect excellence, you know? Yeah. And so because we go off of ratings, you know, there's always things that we have to come up with, whether it's ideas um, about what you want to talk about on the show, whether it's content, events that you want to host, what's going to engage the people, what's going to keep them coming back and actually listening. Yeah. So it's a lot of pre-planning and things that go into it. And also, once you come up with that stuff, getting through the red tape, because then there's also, you got to get it past your boss, you got to get it past his bosses, your legal department. Oh, and so wow. Sometimes stuff, yeah, it's the whole thing. And sometimes stuff just takes so long, and you're like, well, where does the time go? Right. But, I mean, in addition to coming in and getting, you know, planning planning your show for the day, you always want to pre-plan just because you never know what's going to come up. Um, 
and you never want to be behind. I feel like if you wait till like the day of, you're always behind. You want to pre-plan a lot of the things that you do. There's commercials to record. If you have what we call endorsements, basically like companies that pay us to um, companies that pay us to talk about their product, you may have to record several different endorsements. Um, there's meetings that you go to, and really half the meetings are could be emails. You know the meme. Yeah. Like the Viola Davis. Oh and my god. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> so a lot of the time it's like you have a ton of meetings, which sounds all good and great because it sounds important, but it's like, uh, yeah, is anything actually getting done? Is it getting accomplished? Type thing. Right. Uh, but you have to stick to those. <laughs> so you got to stick to those and make sure you soak up all the information that you can from it and hopefully you actually take something from it that you can put towards your next idea or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then just also just, I mean, I'm just trying to think of a day-to-day. It's just really every day is different. And I think that's also one of the things that draw me so much to this career too because every day is different. One day you can have eight meetings, three commercials to record, prep for your show, um, and then the next day you may have two meetings, two commercials to record, um, interns that come in. i got to hire, train, and manage the interns. So oh, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also making sure you're current with everything that's going on. Obviously, you got to keep current with everything that's happening. You don't want to be late on anything. Cause right. Because one of my biggest pet peeves is when I hear something that may have happened three, four days ago, and then they're just talking about it, but I already know that. Stuff. that <laughs> right. Ago. I could have so, told y'all that. <laughs> no, right. And now, granted, you know, some show, something may happen once the show goes off. So, like, the next day, maybe even two days, but, you know, you don't right. want to be non-relevant. So, you always got to make sure you're relevant and things like that. But, yeah, it's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like it's one of those things you can't even describe. They got to kind of just be in it to, mm-hmm. to kind of know. <laughs> yeah. So how it fun. It really just depends on the day. But there's, I mean, and then also if you, because um, I know my boss, uh, probably within the last uh, six, seven months has had me do a lot of the station imaging so mm-hmm. how uh, you know the image guy that we have will record like certain stuff that we say like you know just to identify the station like two ninety five five and then I'll end up just chopping everything up putting music or sound effects with it and basically the station imaging is the stuff you hear between every single song that basically identifies our station. So okay. I've also put that together so putting my production skills to you. right. I was gonna say so that's like a whole nother technical side yes. to what you do as yes, well which is so, which is also so important that i tell everybody just learn any and everything that you can learn just because there's gonna come a time where the person who does the job is not there and if you're that person that can step up and say oh i can do that you know how good that will look that looks amazing to anybody that's around to your boss and then it's also good for you because then you don't have to wait on on anybody you don't have to wait on this person to get back to this you can just do it all yourself and i've learned that too with even like the podcast and i sing and and things like that and even with that i I try to learn as much as possible like if i'm in the studio and i'm recording i want to know like 
what is reverb? Like, what are the different kinds? What are you doing? Like, how, because if something were to happen, I want to know at least a little bit or learn the technology or the, the terminology. And exactly. I guess it's the Which same so for, important. yeah, like for anyone that's in a, who's a creative, I think that's sometimes a weakness that, you know, any creative could have is that you're so focused on the art of what you do. Sometimes you forget the technical side and the business side. Girl, that is me a hundred percent. But it sounds that like that's so what you, me. you do. It sounds like you're, you, you have both incorporated in your job and that keeps it fun too. Like that kind of keeps you on your toes, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I'm completely and a hundred percent the same way. Like I get so caught up in, okay, Gotta create ideas for this. What are we gonna do for this? All this other stuff. And then I'll go back when I'm trying to put something together. Dang, how did I do that again? Yeah. I try to stay on top of things, on top of things with both. When it comes to both aspects, for sure. Yeah. Do you have any like um? Do you have to watch all the shows like the Love and Hip Hops and the Housewives and? Well, you know, see the good. Well, I guess I'm saying the good and bad thing is that. I was already previously addicted to every whole show. <laughs> <laughs> that so so it's not torture. The Real Housewives, all the blogs, messy story. I already like lived for all of that. So it was very easily transferred to my job because I am already up to date with a lot of a lot of the stuff that's already going on. Because I'm constantly, you know, looking at something, watching something. So it was de- it's definitely beneficial that I already had that addiction. It's so <laughs> like I watch the worst the worst shows so fake, so terrible, but I still watch it. I right? <laughs> I, I think it's necessary. Like there's you they talk about balance. So if you want me to like yeah. watch all the serious stuff, you gotta give me a break. Like I gotta like yeah. I gotta watch and some see, trash every I now and like then. I found, right. I, the thing is I feel like I found a good balance because I still watch a lot of positive and just regular shows that aren't the messy reality shows. So <laughs> right. I like, I'm, I found the fine line, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> I know at first my boyfriend was like, I can't believe you watch that stuff. Like, I was like, in all oh, of the years that we've been together, <laughs> have they ever, have I ever emulated anything you've seen on any of these shows? Any of these characters? Never. <laughs> Trust me, it's just oh, entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> My dad gets on me all the time about why are you watching this reality TV? It's and then just he fun. thinks I got my mom. He thinks I got my mom watching this, so he's like, "Now you got your mom watching these shows." And I'm like, "I don't. I didn't." That's too funny. Me. That's too funny. So another question for you that I mean, I'm curious about. I'm sure other people are too. But how does it work with um? With when it's in radio and all of the stations are within, like within the city of Lafayette, I know some of the stations I grew up on um, are the only stations that are still there. Like everybody's still there, and everyone kind of listened to everybody. Like if I was in this mood, I listened to this. If I want to listen to country, I listen to this. If you know, do you do you find that in radio? Um, music and I, I'm asking for myself as well as other artists and local artists do you feel like there's opportunity for artists like that are local or is it more so you know like top 40 hits and top 10 like artists um, I would say I would say for the most part it is a lot of the radio charting like average songs that you would think I would say um 
there is room for local artists, especially what a lot of radio stations have started doing now. Um, it's taking a certain time of day uh, or something like that and showcasing new artists. Oh, that's um, nice. So what I would definitely do, because a lot of the DJs around are at clubs and things like that. So I would definitely say, you know, get to some of the like actual DJs. Because I know everybody thinks people, a lot of people think the people on the radio are actual DJs. No, I'm not a DJ. I can't spend the rest of Let them know. So they can stop harassing but, you. <laughs> yeah, but there are um, actual DJs. And I feel like, you know, a good avenue is to see if the DJ will play it in the club and the response will get in the club. So that way you can kind of have some backing when you, you know, email or go visit a program director who is my boss, who is basically in charge of the station. Um, you say, you know, hey, Cleaning's Club is doing this response. Because you never know, the program director might reach out to the DJ and say, hey, how is this doing, you know, in the club? And they may stick the song in rotation. Yeah. So I would definitely say um, for local artists, it is about making those connections with DJs and also... One big thing I see that um, a lot of artists do, just make sure you proofread your messages in your emails when you're sending it out. Because a lot of artists will send me messages, and a lot of them are hard to understand, either because they're missing words, or they're in slang, or this and that. No, and not, in slang. No. I, no, <laughs> not I, in slang. No. Not in slang. No, for real. <laughs> like, Come on, y'all. We got to do better. <laughs> Yeah, you would be like, you wouldn't even think it was real. You just, no, that can't be. 
That's a shame. That's really a shame. Yeah, we got to do better. We got to do better. Come on. So y'all got some some good tips on there. So make sure if you are an artist or a solo artist or independent artist or a local artist or whatever, check the website. Make sure your music is what uh-huh. it needs to be. Make sure your emails are what it needs to be. And then follow up. Like follow up in the best, in the right yeah. way, and, you know? And always make sure you have a clean copy. Always send a clean copy because you... Remember, this is radio. We can't just be playing all. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Please make sure you send a clean copy. No, no (laughs) crazy stuff. Because that's 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 the first thing that's going to get you disqualified. Yeah. They're going to turn it off and be disconnected with it. That's very good point. So, how was it for you as a woman how has the journey been? I mean, everything is black girl magic right now. So I just want everybody to know we're, we're, we're everything. Um, but how has your no, journey really. been? <laughs> no, like really. Um, in, in all of this, like has it, has it had some ups and downs just in terms of how um, maybe executives or, or program directors or pub or the public or the listeners have treated you differently or maybe even... Um, I don't know. Like, has has it been a challenge yeah, being a woman, so being a black of course, woman? It's not. Yeah, of course it's not. You know, bubblegum, bubblegum and unicorns. Of course not. Yeah. But, uh, there are definitely ups and downs. Um, I would say, just thinking back of just the process and the journey that I've been on, uh, my and what they say in church, my good days way outweigh my bad days. Yes. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, because I think also, and that's just how I just don't understand how people say God is not real. Because he has been so real and so present in my life. There's no way I can ever deny it. Yeah. From jump, I have just been blessed with so many people who are just so willing to help me and so willing to grow me. That sometimes it's just like, wow, this is like overwhelming in the best way possible just because it's so amazing to know that there are so many people out there willing to help um just i mean from the beginning you know it's just always been rough getting that foot in the door is the roughest part yeah. and that was the most humbling experience ever really just because you know trying to land trying to land that first job it's just really tough just because there's so many people out there there's so much competition um, you don't know what certain program directors are looking for. Some are looking for one thing, and some are looking for the complete opposite. Yeah. One might tell you is wrong. The other one might love about you. So it's like you never know what you're going to get. And just taking, I mean, trying to get in the door is like, I mean, one of the biggest hurdles, I would say for sure. I mean, to a point where, you know, I was thinking like, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, God, I need a backup plan because it's been some years and wow. I'm still not where I want to be. Right. Like, right. Like, everyone everyone can relate to that for sure. I mean, it's a, yeah, I'm, what, I'm 29 now and, um, you know, just got into last year my first official, like, radio on-air job that was just me. Before it was, you know, producing or in promotions. It was different roles, which was great because I got the experience from those jobs. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I knew I wanted to be on air. And so trying to get there, I mean, it was so rough. And like I said, it, it was just so many times where I just wanted to stop. But I know I'm 
And the way I know God is real is because every time I would ask God, God, is this the path I'm supposed to be taking? Am I supposed to be on air? Is this what I'm even supposed to be doing? Yeah. Either that day, I promise you, either that day or the next day, I would get a, an email or a call from a job, a wow. potential job opportunity. Every time, and this happened like, Probably four or five times, because I try not to question it too much, but then sometimes it's been months and years, and I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> All so, right, I need, about, I need one of your okay. miracles. <laughs> right, so about four or five times, maybe a couple more, but it would be, all right, God, this is serious. Like, am I supposed to be doing this? That day or the next day, I would get a job opportunity call. Now, of course, I, now, obviously, I didn't always land those jobs, but I feel like that was a message in itself saying, yeah, right. you're going in the right direction. Right. I'm going to send you a sign. I'm here. So yeah. I think, yeah. So I think that was so helpful in just really keeping my faith. I mean, oh, my goodness. Keeping yeah. my faith really got me all the way through. But even from the beginning, what I would do, I would email, um, you know, once I saw a station that I wanted to work at, anybody's email that was on the website, I would email them. Yeah. <laughs> Ambitious. I'll email them. Just saying, hey, and not asking for, hey, I need your job. Can you? No. It was more so about just asking me for advice. Because I think people respected that a little bit more and they took to that a little bit better as opposed to me just saying, hey, I see your job on your website. Um, Hook me up. <laughs> you know, right. Type thing. Right. So I think, um, and just like, I noticed from that, I just got so many responses. Even if it wasn't somebody who could give me a job, the advice I got from it is incomparable. It was just something that was overwhelming to see how many people actually took the time to write back and just give me pointers, give me advice, tell me where to look, tell me what to do. Yeah. So I was really blessed as far as having it up uh, for that. You know, I would definitely consider that one of my ups. Um, and, you know, like I said, as far as down, just staying persistent in the pursuit of your passion. Ooh. That was okay. one of the hardest things. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> Don't brush over that. Can you say that again? That was great. <laughs> yeah. No, staying persistent in the pursuit of your passion. I like that. It's so important just because there are so many things that jump in our way, whether it's whether it be something like me where I feel like I'm running out of time, whether it be just not uh, breaking into that opportunity um, in the position that you wanted, yeah, uh, or just anything. You know, I feel like we always get so caught up in time getting away from us and how long it's taking. But I'm telling you, if that's your purpose and you, you know, that's what God has called you to do, it's not going to get away from you. It may not happen on our time, but it's going to happen on His for sure. Yeah. And it will yeah, happen. that's always the perfect timing. That's always the perfect timing. But yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a struggle. I mean, you can ask my friends and family. Like, there would be days where I would just literally nothing but the computer. Me and the computer all day long. Yeah. To the point where I'm busy just because I've been staring at the computer. But It's like it's a job. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like two jobs. If that was. Yeah. And, and just going, I going, think, going. You know, just keeping that persistence and uh, really wanting to do it, that, I mean, that was rough. It was rough because, like I said, we get caught up in time, and I'm one of those people. I'm not saying we, like everybody else, you get caught up in the time that it's taking, and it can wear on your confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it can start playing with you, making you think you're not good enough. 
but really keeping a solid support system around you and just knowing that that's what you're supposed to do, that's ultimately what's going to keep you going. That's great. And I like that you added that too. I didn't, um, I haven't thought about that one in a while, but that you said, you know, having a solid support system. And I think sometimes it's like we take, it's easy to just say, well, you know, none of my friends are interested in this and, and no one in my family's ever, you know, accomplished this before. So maybe, maybe it really isn't for me. And then you forget that, you know, whether or not they've done it before or not, or whether or not that's something they're interested in or not, you never know who you're inspiring. Like you could be inspiring your friends to do something they've never tried before or inspiring your your family to do something they've never done before and in that still support you, you know, and exactly. don't question. And it's amazing that you say that just because there were quite a few people in my circle that reached out after I, you know, really went for it and didn't uh-huh. give up and actually landed this first job that reached out saying, you know, you inspired me to, you know, go after what I want to do or do this or, mm-hmm. you know, it could have even been something small and it's just like, Right, and you never, you never know. You're like you're pushing through. You're tired. You're exhausted. You don't think it's gonna happen. And this whole time, you know, people are rooting for you. You don't even know. You know, you just, you you don't even know. That's amazing. You are so right. So I have a sentence completion for you. I'm putting you back in school. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> but it's easy, I promise. Um, and it could be about anything. It could be about finances. Um, it could be about relationships. It could be about spirituality, business, whatever you want it to be. Okay. Okay. I wish I knew blank when I was blank. I wish I knew. And I, <laughs> I know it probably sounds silly. No, please. It may be. It may be um, a lot for people that might think I keep going back to this, but honestly, it's in my heart. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew God when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and by young, I don't even mean like, I'm not talking about like five or anything like that, but even, you know, like a few years back, I feel like, honestly, with God has grown so much, and the fruits that I've seen from that growth in my relationship, getting stronger with Him, are like insane. So like, to the point where I'm like, I really, on a daily basis, or maybe not daily, but a lot of the time, I'll shine out of the sky. Like, I'll like, oh, is that you? You're up there acting up. Like, You're acting up. <laughs> but, I mean, just, I really do, because I feel like, oh my God, like, it's just amazing. Now, I can only imagine, you know, if I would have known him sooner. Not that he's holding anything back for me, but it's just, I wish I knew him knew him, you know, like I do now, as yeah. I did before. And of course, um, I do, you know, of course, I'm still at the beginning of this journey. Like, I can't quote Bible scripture, any of that. But, you know, I feel like my relationship with him is growing so much. And I'm open to it. That mm-hmm. it's just really, it's really opened up so many doors that I could have never opened by myself. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I, I like that one as well. Because, you know, everybody's journey, everybody's time is different. Everybody's God is different, but however you can find, I think it's important for us as human beings to acknowledge, even if it's hard, even if like life is not going the way you want it to go, acknowledge that Mm -hmm. there's something special about each and every one of us and that something special was specially designed 
for each of us, you know, and it's, it's, you've got, you've got God looking after you. You have your ancestors looking after you. You have, you know, your guardians looking after you. So however you. And even like you just mentioned not too long ago, people you don't even know. Right. You You never know. So if that, and that's what keeps you going, keep going. (laughs) Like, keep going. Motivation. <laughs> yeah, she did she said it pretty much in those words, I'm kinda of paraphrasing, but the conversation we had and just that realization that I came into at that moment was more than enough to say, All right, I kinda of need to get back on track. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean from there it's just been great, but you know, like I said, this situation you don't know everybody's situation. They may be like me and have the worst anxiety and may really not be able to walk into that church. Yeah. So I don't push church or any of that down anybody's throat. But like I said, just from my experience, knowing the guy that I know and getting to know him um, and what he's done for me, that's, that's where, that's where my journey lies. Yeah. Like, she's I like, know, I know my, I know, my truth. <laughs> and I believe there's just way too many situations that I'm always trying. I don't understand. How you say God is not real? Yeah. That's that's honest, and that's listen. Kudos to you and finding what makes you happy, because yeah. we all have to find it. Whatever it is, we got to find it. Yeah. So it's before so it makes such a difference too when you're doing what you love. Yeah. There's so many people who are so depressed or so you know angry of having to go to work, or when Sunday comes around and they dread it. This is the first time I've ever had where I don't have that feeling. That's it's amazing. Yeah. You find something you love and are passionate about, 
Yes, amen. I understand it. Trust me. Like I had to make a change. And not that I didn't love what I was doing. I was working with children and, and doing um school social work, but I just felt like sometimes I had to not be one hundred percent myself in order to give, give, give to all of these needy, needy people. <laughs> and as much exactly. as I loved what I was doing, I was not getting refilled. And so I'm like, okay, sometimes your environment has yeah, to you change. Gotta spend time to fill yourself up. That's yes, you, you do. Pour from an empty cup, as I think my mama told me. <laughs> that sounds you like a that sounds like a mama cup. statement. <laughs> Shout out to my mama. Right, sounds like a mama statement. They know best. So before yeah. I let you go, because I know you you you'll be on air soon, and you got other stuff to do, today, But I just wanted to know <laughs> what has been maybe some of your most fun moments as a um q95 five radio personality has it been like a favorite interview or a favorite event that you've just like um, absolutely been so thankful for had so much fun well i know for sure it was probably my most stressful just because like me and one of the guy uh that is on in the afternoon with me we were planning it all so it was stressful because i wanted it to go perfectly but it was also, like, the most fun to meet um, when we had our meet and greet with Remy Ma. Oh, she, she seems so, like, so sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so, you know what? I, I really feel like it was so amazing just because, you know, growing up in New York, that's who me and my sister and I listen to. You know, oh, that's, that's we right. We rap, rap New all York. our songs. Like, we, <laughs> we, yeah, we were always being Remy Ma fans, so. I think that full circle moment was so amazing. Like, Aww. I used to be in, me and my sister's room, like, the room we share in this room, rapping to Bernie Ma, and now I'm interviewing this woman and hosting a meet and greet. That's her. life, man. And That's how it is. And not only that, but I had spoken to her actually twice prior on the phone for a phone interview before she got here. Uh-huh. And I just remember the first time, uh, the night before I knew that first interview was going to happen, I was so nervous for the simple fact that, you know, you have an idea of, like, these celebrities that you love, and then you could meet them, and it's a whole different story. And it could be like, ooh, this person is not who I thought. Mm-mm, she's not nice. Right. Like so disappointed. Like not this, not that, whatever. But when I tell you she was everything I could have wanted and more, just from the phone interview. So I knew in person it was just going to be that much better. And she is the most down-to-earth, just dope. She was just so sweet and so nice to any and everybody she interacted with. And I feel like, and although I say we're friends, I I know I don't know her that well personally, but I feel like she's one of those people who is just as nice to the janitor as she is to the CEO. Yeah. Yeah, she seems really, really sweet. And I love watching her I mean, show her and really, her papoose. Yeah, 
Yes, like it's so cute. And so, what's next? Anything coming up that you want folks to know about, um, or any um, opportunities or things next? like that? Well, you know what? We're actually having a big planning meeting with you know uh, on air personalities, sales department, the big bosses uh, coming up. I want to say it's the beginning of next month. I think it's December first or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, so we're getting ready to plan out a lot of different things for next year. So uh-huh. myself alone, I have, I have four hundred. I mean, not four hundred. I have four pages of just stuff that I want to talk about. So, okay, boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and there's gonna be uh, all, you know all the stations that are in the building are all gonna be there. So it's gonna be a pretty expensive meeting. Um. So I don't know exactly what's coming up, but I have a lot of ideas that I pray go That's through awesome. and get the legal and all that stuff. Yes, good so, luck. It sounds like. Well, congratulations, and thank you so much. You've been such an inspiration. So oh, I'm, thank you so I'm much. very thank curious. You. Thank and you for taking the time out to do this. Yes, for sure. I appreciate you so much. Um, and for everybody listening, make sure that you follow. Uh, yeah, give your social media handles yes. and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I gotta give my info. Yeah. So that's like almost right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting ready to uh, hopefully call my friend and bring me some lunch and then uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you have an awesome day and awesome time on thank air. You again I'll so be tuning much in. For doing this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for doing this. You are doing awesome. If you're thank you. in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out. What you're okay. doing is amazing. You're giving a platform to people and just keep going. You thank are you. Awesome. We got that black girl magic. And oh, it, we're keeping it pushing. Yes, I appreciate that. I needed that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beautiful people. Thank you again so much for tuning in. This was episode 21 of our podcast, Save With Your Breast. Make sure to follow Instagram, share with your friends, share with your family. Check out the blog, www.savewithyourbreast.com, and keep being you. Thanks. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.